0: All right, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, and of course, social media world. Welcome to episode 69 of Go Tells to the Wall podcast. I am your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we got a lot of great stuff for you tonight. For those of you that don't actually watch the videos, we are on the live feed tonight as per usual. We'll be live for the entirety of episode 69, so bear with us as I deal with the, the feedback on the live feed itself, uh, and uh, and sit back and enjoy, you know? Grab yourself a nice drink, maybe a little snack, whatever it might be. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the soothing tones of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. Soothing tones that has never been those words have never been used to describe this podcast. I don't know where that came from, but you get the idea. All right, let's 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 just get right into it. Social plugs. Social plugs as usual. You can follow us between episodes, during episodes, after episodes, before episodes. Uh, I don't know, outside of it, ep- but whatever. <laughs> you can follow us in multiple places. That's right, one of those would be on Twitter. Follow us, at TellTheWallPod. That's right, at TellTheWallPod. You can also follow my personal Twitter account, which is at MagicMuppet. I'll be honest, there's not a ton of stuff that goes up on the Twitter just because we don't have a huge following on the Twitter, and it, that's just how it is. So we put updates up there, but it, once we get more engagement on the Twitter, uh, we'll, we'll actually use it more. I think what what happens here... And I'm just now. I'm tangented two minutes into the episode. What happens here is I think most of our consumers, most of the people that enjoy listening, most of our subscribers don't actually use like the Twitter and stuff, which is fine. Don't use the Facebook or any of those things, or even the YouTube. They're just they're podcast consumers, and uh, and that's what they do. But nonetheless, you can follow us at Tell The Wall Pod at Magic Muppet. Uh, get on there. You know you know you're following idiots on Twitter anyway, like the Orange Menace and all the ridiculous stars out there, which is extra funny because I find myself tweeting stuff, and then I'll see, like, someone that's famous an hour later. They tweet damn near the same thing, and it's like 10,000 retweets, and it's okay, you're only retweeting that because that that person did this. It's the same as that old the Ari, Ariana Grande thing we talked about months ago where she tweets a flower, and everyone loses their minds. Yeah, no, you're actually going to get some useful stuff on Twitter from... Go tell it to the wall podcast uh, at tell the wall pod and of course at magic muppet. So follow us, follow us, do it. Uh, you can, of course, also like our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. You are going to get some updates on there. Uh, we, we I'm always trying to, you know, if you're trying to figure out when the next episode is going to be, if we're missing an episode, that, that's going to be the place to do it. So follow us there, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. And of course, YouTube, that's where you're going to get all these awesome videos if you're not able to like watch the feed live or you don't use Facebook because we're currently live on Facebook, uh, you can actually go back and see the live feed footage as well as the teaser footage right there on YouTube. So head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall, subscribe to our channel, like some videos, watch some videos, tell us how bad the videos are. I really don't care, just as long as you subscribe and watch some damn videos. And most importantly, all-encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Bookmark it, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. If you don't know how to spell O'Rourke, you're you're not familiar with the political <laughs> landscape right now because we got a very very famous O'Rourke down there in Texas. Uh, hopefully, taken out, Mister Ted Cruz, and then in this November election, we'll see how that goes. But you should you know figure out how to spell it. Hopefully, future uh, future president. If you ask me, hope, hopefully for me, I know a lot of people out there would very much disagree, especially our Russian listeners. Hi, Russia. I know, I I'm, I, <laughs> I very rarely track the geography, but when I do, there's always listenership in Russia. I don't know what it is. Hmm, maybe it's some Russian bots, you never know. Uh, but of course, like I said, SeanRourkeLive.com is going to take you to all those things I just mentioned if you're having trouble finding them. As well as our Patreon page, as well as our Indiegogo campaign. And you're going to find some photos and videos and some blogs up there that are not featured anywhere else. So bookmark it, check back often, uh, seanorourkelive.com. Speaking of Indiegogo, for those of you out there listening that did contribute to our Indiegogo campaign and are possibly still waiting on perks, those are all going out uh, by next week, beginning of next week, if you haven't gotten your perk yet, uh, and, and some of some listeners and supporters have. Uh, there's still some that have to go out. And as you can see, for those of you watching the video, we do have our our, our name board up. Uh, once we move over to YouTube and figure out the whole mirror image thing, that's going to look better. But it does look better on the YouTube videos that are going up because they're just straight videos. Uh, so if you are waiting for one of those perks, don't worry, it's coming your way next week at the latest. It'll be either sent to you or literally handed straight to you, depending where you are. <laughs> like if you're in Alaska... It's going to get sent to you. It's not being handed to you. If you're in Los Angeles, there's a chance I'm going to meet up with you and, and actually put it into your hands simply because I'm in Los Angeles. I'm not in Alaska. I don't I don't know that we had any contributors from Alaska, but I'm just using that as, a, that as an example. Uh, so those are coming your way next week. Have no fear. They are coming your way. Uh, and another note, just overall housekeeping note, we're still live on Facebook right now. For those of you watching on Facebook, uh, we are going to stay live on Facebook for the live feeds through episode 70. So basically next week we'll still be live on Facebook and then we're shifting everything over to YouTube uh, once I can do that full like shift and move the actual live feed to YouTube. I've been teasing it for months. It's like months i'm not even exaggerating that and we're finally going to do it But we're going to push through episode 70. We do have a bit of a fan base Not like a huge fan base, but we do have some fans that really prefer watching on facebook And we get a little more engagement there than we do on youtube. So that's why we've been slow With the transition over to youtube, but it is going to be happening after episode 70 So we've got this episode and at least one more on Facebook before we shift it on over to YouTube, but of course follow those social platforms that I just mentioned, uh, as well as checking out seanorourkelive.com, and you'll you'll stay updated on that if you are someone that likes to watch the actual live feeds. And as I said, they go up after the fact on YouTube. It, it's usually like a day or two, but they do go up after the fact on YouTube, um, one or two days after the actual episode goes up and you find it on podomatic and all that good stuff speaking of which give podomatic some love that's our, our podcast hosts you you can subscribe anywhere including spotify google uh, apple podcasts all that good stuff but we like to shout out podomatic because they're fantastic they help us out with hosting the actual podcast itself and then parsing that out to all the different platforms where people consume and listen and subscribe and all that good stuff uh, so shout out to them as well uh, beer this week. Oh, we can never forget the beer this week. Still working my way through my current beer subscription box. Uh, this might be the end of it. I got ch- don't know. It's hard to keep track of these things. I just have like a pile of beer in, this, on, in the corner of the studio and then each week I'm like, oh, we're going to do this beer this week. Uh, so for the, this week for episode 69 of Go Tell It to Wall podcast, we have a tasty, tasty little brew from Foothills Brewing. Foothills Brewing out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Very small craft brewery. If you're not in that area of the country, it might be a little difficult to find them. But thanks to things like beer subscriptions, they're spreading the love with these nice little craft breweries. Uh, And it's a Torch Pilsner. Torch Pilsner from Foothills Brewing. It is a Pilsner. It is a tasty Pilsner. I am not a huge Pilsner fan. How many times can you say Pilsner over the course of a minute and a half? I'm not a huge Pilsner fan. However, I am enjoying this one. It's a nice one. It's very similar to like an actual German Pilsner, Czech Pilsner, like an Eastern European Pilsner. Uh, so check them out if, if you have the means. Torch Pilsner from Foothills Brewing in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Mm. It's fantastic. I'm enjoying it. Oh, and like I said, I'm not a huge Pilsner fan, but it, it, it's crisp. It's that like nice crisp like a German Pilsner. Uh, so check them out. Just check them out if you if you have the means. I know not everyone lives in North Carolina or that area and are able to find those things. Uh, but of course these craft breweries kind of make kind of creep out and not in a weird creepy way, but they creep out and you, you can find them elsewhere too. And that's what's been happening for years with this whole craft beer revolution. I remember a time in the 90s when Stone was just like, if you knew somebody at Stone, you could get yourself some unmarked bottles. And there was, you didn't find Stone in a store or anything like that. Uh, so, yeah, that's that that's just all part of the craft beer revolution. All right, let's get into some social trends. Some social trends. Now, I want to spend a couple minutes on this one. This Usually I try to do funny stuff, stuff like, oh, go check this out. You might find some amusement in this. Uh, but I do want to talk about a trending hashtag that really just started trending this week, and that would be hashtag boycott In-N-Out. That's right, hashtag boycott In-N-Out. And the reason for this is it just news just came out this week, this week, that In-N-Out, the parent company of In-N-Out, it's it's just called In-N-Out, I guess <laughs> they don't really have a parent company uh, like Yum Brands and all all that kind of stuff with a lot of the others and and everything else. Uh, but they, there was some news came out this week, broke, that in California, In-N-Out actually donated $25,000 to the California GOP party. That's right, the California Republican Party. And, of course, everyone promptly lost their minds at sending this hashtag into a trending you know, area. I don't know. What do you call it? Making this hashtag trending. Uh, but that's what's happening. Boycott In-N-Out. Now... The reason I really wanted to unpack this for a few minutes is, I get it why everyone's upset. This is like what we were dealing with uh, six years ago with Chick Fil A. I think that was back in 2012. I could be incorrect on that one. 2012, 13, somewhere around there. Uh, and everyone wanted to boycott Chick Fil A. And this was when they were just expanding. Like Chick Fil A's were popping up in California for the first time uh, ever, outside of colleges and stuff, where where they kind of they had some of that presence. Uh, Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, I know for a fact. <laughs> had a Chick-fil-A in the 90s. It's this weird little you're like, "Oh, what they Oh, they have they do have Chick-fil-A in California." I remember it from my short time in Florida cuz I was born in uh, Miami and that was a was a special treat to hit the Chick-fil-A. But looking back, the Chick-fil-A was in a mall, like pretty much in a food court and it was a full restaurant, but <laughs> it was in a mall. It's not, you know, that's but kids, you know, chicken nuggets, stuff like that tend to enjoy it. Uh now, the reason I like I said, the reason I really want to unpack this is This shouldn't be news to anybody. Everyone's losing their minds, but really, if this is something that is that important to you, this is where your awareness has to come into play. Because we all know this, and in fact, back in 2012, when all this stuff was happening with Chick-fil-A and they were donating to anti-LGBTQ groups, I pointed out to many of my friends, this podcast didn't exist back then, but I pointed out to many of my friends at the time, so you're not eating Chick-fil-A, but you'll go to In-N-Out, And I said to all of them, you realize that In-N-Out is an ultra, ultra ultra-Christian company. And they are most likely making similar donations that would upset you. So when this news broke this week $25,000 to the California GOP, I was like, why is this a surprise to anyone? They have Bible verses on their packaging. And that should be fine. I I have constantly defended religion and everything else, especially over the past year and a half, uh, really, since the election in 2016, I've done as much as I can to to defend religion because I don't see a problem with it. However, we have reached a point, and I talked about this last po- last episode or the one before with with the Catholic Church, and how now we re- you know, you cannot give them the benefit of the doubt anymore. You just you cannot give them the benefit of the doubt. You're seeing Bible verses on packaging, on cups, and everything else. What do you expect? What do you expect? These ultra Christian companies obviously support Republicans in the GOP because they are so small-minded that all they see is pro-life. Same-sex marriage. These are the things that we support pro-life. We are we are against gay marriage. Clearly, we need to be part of the Republican Party. And that's the problem with Christianity and with religion right now in this country is that they get so closed-minded. It's all black and white to them, despite the fact that they don't they don't realize that the Republican Party tends to really not care about people, really not care about... Working class, middle class individuals in this country. So why is this a surprise that In-N-Out is donating to the California GOP? It should be no surprise whatsoever. If you want a boy, I'm not even going to sit here and say boycott In-N-Out. Twenty-five thousand dollars is a drop in the bucket. I'm not saying boycott In-N-Out. What I'm saying is don't be surprised. And in fact, if you were freaking out about Chick-fil-A and you're kind of wavering on In-N-Out, let me tell you one thing: Chick-fil-A's in this country. I don't even know if they're international, but I know at least in this country they're all closed on Sundays. All of them closed on Sundays because that's the Lord's Day. That's the Sabbath. It's not even really the Sabbath. The original Sabbath is Saturday. I'm not going to get into semantics on religion. I happen to be a little educated on those things. (laughs) 13 years of Catholic school. Uh, Liberal Catholic school where they make you learn about other religions. But here's the thing with Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A will franchise to anyone that is financially and responsibly qualified for the most part. We learned this years ago. There are owners of Chick-fil-A franchise locations that don't agree with a lot of those things that come down from the corporate office. You know the interesting thing about In-N-Out? In-N-Out will not give a franchise, I repeat, will not give a franchise to anyone who is financially capable and responsible enough to own a fast food franchise, a QSR, quick serve restaurant franchise. I know this for a fact. I have a friend who years ago tried to buy an In-N-Out. And this friend also happened to be very very Christian. In fact, his father at the time was a Christian minister. He was told by In-N-Out he was not Christ- his his values were not Christian enough for him to own an In-N-Out. This is a completely true story. I'm not making any of that up. Now, if he'd gone to Chick-fil-A, especially if they had been expanding out to California, this was in California, if they'd been expanding out to California, then they would have given it to him. In fact, they most likely they're going to give a franchise to a same-sex couple because as much as their their corporate office supports things that many of us would disagree with they still give out their franchises and we learned that years ago we know that for a fact because many franchise owners came out and said no 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 I don't support these things it's the corporate office however in and out is a different beast in itself so keep that in mind if you're heading out to buy a double double I'm not calling for a boycott or anything I I enjoy my in and out trust me it's been I haven't had it in months Last time I had it, my father-in-law was in town because he comes to town and uh, he lives back east. Anytime he comes to town, <laughs> like, when are we going to go to in and out And I get it. He likes in and out We're going to go, you know. Uh, so, um, again, I'm not saying boycott it. I don't know how often I will be going there just because I don't go there that often to begin with. Uh, but I, do with do with that information what you will. Do with that information. That's all I can say is do with it what you will. And all of that is 100% true uh, from firsthand experience. And here comes the hate mail from people. No, no. No. <laughs> Shut up. First-hand experience. I'm. I apologize if my first-hand experience doesn't fit your narrative. I get this all the time. I get. I get. Uh, I don't want to say hate emails, but I get angry emails. I'm like, I apologize. This is. This is my first-hand experience on a lot of things. And I, if it doesn't fit your narrative, it happens a lot of times with Red Cross, because they call it Red Cross on their bullshit, and people get mad. I'm like, oh, but Red Cross is great. Yeah. Have you Have you really researched it? And I apologize because I have dealt with them firsthand. <laughs> And I don't even really apologize. I just apologize that you're upset. I don't apologize for being correct. I'm just apologizing because you're upset. That's how it works. Uh, anyway, moving along. Got a little ranty on in and out there. That wasn't even ranty. I think that's probably going to be the the majority of the ranting this week. Oh, my gosh. Now my computer's getting all wonky. I've got I've got a somewhat new setup. I've been shifting things around in the studio. And, like, I've got cameras moved and everything. And we're going to see how it works. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, Anyway, another hashtag that I've been following this week and pretty much enjoying. uh, Hashtag the world would be better if. Hashtag the world would be better if. Uh, Now, I'm not going to read through a bunch of these because, of course, there's a lot of back and forth on this (laughs) this particular topic. I will tell you one post that I found that was very amusing. And if you don't get it, don't worry about it. uh, And this would be from... I'm not even... Dean, I'm not going to pronounce the last name just because I don't want to muck it up. Uh, But trending on Twitter is this topic, but I think the answer is OBVIOUS, and OBVIOUS is in all caps. Hashtag, the world would be better if... Figure that one out, what he's talking about. Uh, And another hashtag I have been enjoying this week. Hashtag, things you should never assume... Things you should never assume. This one actually reminded me of my eighth grade teacher. Uh, my eighth grade teacher was so quick. When I like when I was in eighth grade, if anyone in the class said assume, she would immediately, you know what assume means. If you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. She wouldn't say ass. She would. You know, because we were like 14, 13, 14. Advice for teachers out there. I've never been a teacher. I know some teachers. I imagine you don't want to start yelling the word ass to your classroom. I mean, unless you're in high school. I I probably had some tea. High school's, let's say middle school, elementary school. You don't want to do those things. High school might be a little different beast. I went to an all-male high school, and things got a little crazy, and I'm sure if some of those teachers weren't cursing at us, (laughs) it would have just gotten a little bit out of hand. Uh, But I digress. Hashtag things you should never assume. I'm going to give you two of these that I really enjoyed. This one's a little serious. Uh, Hashtag things you should never assume that evangelical Christians won't vote for the guy who is clearly the least Christian GOP presidential candidate in history. See how we go full circle on that? You like that, Bridget? Full circle Christianity and all that good stuff. Uh, But this one, like I literally laughed out loud with this one. And this is 100% true for me. Anyone out there that knows me personally, keep this in mind. Uh, and this was from Texas Humor, which must be a, uh, a funny account from Texas, although I would say that their their picture has Texas covering the majority of the country. I don't know how much sense that makes. But nonetheless, just because I brought my lunch today doesn't mean I won't go to the taco truck with you. Hashtag things you should never assume. That's 100% true for me. Uh, that when I was doing, like, normal, normal, when I was... Working in an office, well, I have barely an office job, but when I was going into an office building uh, every uh, every day for a while there, so many times that happened. I'd bring in my lunch, I'd try to eat healthy, and someone's like, oh, we're going to, all right, let's go. <laughs> this is, especially, I, I worked I worked in the Disney Channel building for many years, and there was this burger place called Moe's that is no longer there, uh, but it was one of the hot lunch spots. And fantastic hamburgers, fantastic, just fantastic food overall. And if if someone said, hey, we're going to, I was like, all right. I was like in the elevator before they even got there. Uh, so definitely never assume that, especially if you're going to a taco truck. I, I could have a turkey dinner sitting in front of me. And if someone's like, I'm going to a taco truck, I'll be like, ah, yeah. I'm either going with or I'm like, hey give me, you know, three carnitas tacos, you know. Give it, come on, bring it. Uh, that's just, there's just something about it. All right, anyway. TV, film, and books. TV film and books. Uh, Bridget, I'm actually I'm also really glad because when we get to the parenting section, I need you to make sure you read the entirety of this, this article that we're gonna talk about in the parenting section, because it's just next level good. But we're not at the parenting section. See, I'm getting tan- like so tangented this week. I don't know what's happening. We we're very we were meandering last week, according to Bridget. It was it was good, but we meandered a lot. Now we're just getting tangented. I don't know why. I can just wait to get to the parenting section and bring these things up. Uh, but TV, film, and books. Mr. Robot. Oh, we got some news from Mr. Robot. I brought this up last... I think the past two episodes we've talked about Mr. Robot because Christian Slater came out and said, I think season four is going to be the last season of Mr. Robot. And then uh, Rami Malek came out and said, I don't think season four is going to be the last season of Mr. Robot. Well... Fortunately and unfortunately at the same time, we have gotten official confirmation. This one's coming from USA Network, and Hollywood Reporter actually broke this this week, just happened this week. Uh, we do have confirmation that Mr. Robot, the entire series, will conclude with Season 4. Now, there's some additional info that you'd be interested to hear. Originally, Season 4 was going to be eight episodes. They were looking to do a Season 4 and a Season 5. It was going to be eight episodes and eight episodes. They did move the season four order up to 12 episodes. So we're going to get 12 episodes for the final season of Mr. Robot. Uh, and I say fortunately and unfortunately because I, I could watch uh, Rami Malek play Elliot just for the rest of my life. I think he's fantastic. I th- It's my favorite show on television by far. Beats out everything. Uh, but you don't want to jump the shark. Remember that old term, jump in the shark? You don't want him jumping the shark. Uh, so let's see. They're going to have to wrap this thing up in season four, which means season four is going to be like shot out of a cannon, because I know they have a lot of content uh, to cover and a lot of plot nines, plot nines, plot lines that they need to 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 sew up there by the end of uh, of the series itself. So good news, bad news, but we do at least. Have some confirmation here, uh, and they're not—they're actually not even going to start shooting this thing until January of 2019. So we're probably not getting any episodes until 2019 at the absolute earliest. Uh, can't come soon enough. My f- absolute favorite show on television. I got—I I got like literally when I sit here doing work and doing podcasts, Elliot stares at me. I have my Funko Pop Elliot. He stares at me. Uh, I, I consider those are those are kind of like my two. Personality motivations that I keep sitting under my monitor. One of them would be Elliot from Mr. Robot, and the other would be uh, the amazing Deadpool. <laughs> the amazing Deadpool. Uh, the the eh, I don't know. I feel, I just I, that's like a Spider-Man term. I don't know what I'm doing. Chris is gonna yell at me. He's gonna be like, "What are you?" No, it's amazing. I just think Deadpool's amazing. Of my favorite Marvel movies uh, by far, by far. I haven't seen Infinity War yet, but I it, I can tell you right now, Deadpool one and two are gonna stay ahead of Infinity War. I I don't care how good it is. Uh, some more television news from another show that I actually love on television. I'm constantly behind on this show uh, because, and I'm hitting a point where I'm just going to pay for the Showtime subscription, uh, but I, I tend to wait for these episodes to get to uh, to Netflix to catch up on them. So I actually just finished season eight of this uh, just recently uh, while season nine is coming out soon. Ah, oh, thank you, Chris. Merc with the mouth. Merc with the mouth. Why, like, I love Deadpool. Why can't, like, I'm the amazing Deadpool. No, it's the Merc with the mouth. Thank you, Chris. Uh, but shame that show would be shameless. Season 9's coming out uh, this fall, I believe, at some point. I haven't looked at the exact dates again, because I don't have show time. I tend to wait for it to come on to Netflix. And we do have some news from that if you are a shameless fan. If you're not a shameless fan, I highly recommend it. William H. Macy is fantastic in that show. Fantas- I mean, I don't want to go out on a limb and say his best acting performance, because, man, that guy can act. But he is just fantastic in that show. It's a fantastic cast, fantastic writing. Uh, but we did get news this week that one of the main characters is going to be leaving the show, and that would be Emmy Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum, Emmy Rossum, uh, will be leaving the show. Uh, she is. Ob- they have obviously shot season nine, or they are finishing season nine. Uh, most likely finishing it because it does come out in a few weeks, according to Chris. Uh, so she's going to be in Season 9, but she's going to be leaving after Season 9 or at some point during Season 9 because we we did get word from the producers that they're going to give her a good send-off uh, as they write her out of the show. And if you're not familiar with actors' names, uh, Emmy, Emmy Rossum plays Fiona on Shameless. She is the oldest child of William H. M- well, gosh, see, I, I, I'm getting into plot points here and stuff. She is the oldest of the main kids, oldest of William H. Macy's uh, main kids that we follow throughout the show don't want to spoil anything for anyone i like i said i highly recommend it and according to our producer and stats and information person chris it comes out in a few weeks so check them out get a showtime subscription if you don't have a showtime subscription they have uh, all of the seasons one through eight on netflix i actually had never even watched the show until maybe a year ago or so and I just I watched like got through it all up to season seven and then season eight hit Netflix like a month or two ago and I kind of powered through that one uh, that is definitely one of those like binge watch shows like I just I can't I'm doing that with sopranos right now I've seen pretty much the entirety of sopranos but it's been years uh so personally I've gone back and I'm just re-watching sopranos it it's it's nice to have just something to put on the background I tend to do it when my daughter's napping and I'm trying to do work, I just throw the TV on and kind of half watch while I'm doing work. It, it keeps, the, keeps the mind moving, I guess. I don't know. I, get, I mean, I get distracted. But it, it just makes things kind of flow a little easier when it comes to trying to get some of this content uh, banged out for all of you out there. We do have a little more TV news. I didn't even want to talk about this simply because I'm not going to be watching it. I'm just not. I'm, I'm so over this whole drama with ABC uh, and, and Roseanne Barr and her bigotry and everything else. Uh, but I, we do have some uh, some news from them that we're getting some confirmations kind of on what's happening. I believe it was last week, uh, John Goodman confirmed for the new show, The Connors, which is essentially Roseanne without Roseanne Barr, uh, Ro- the Roseanne character is going to be killed off. She's going to die in the show, so we'll get a little bit of satisfaction out of that. Um, I'm not going to go out there and say that I wish the real Roseanne would die, but, you know. Uh, and we've also got some more kind of information coming out on that, and uh, the entire cast is returning. The entire cast from the reboot, so all of the Connor kids, uh, the the three kids, as well as all the three new grandkids that were brought onto the show for the reboot uh, last last year when they rebooted the actual Roseanne show. So we're gonna, you're going to see all those actors. Uh, interestingly enough, one of the the grandkids is actually a main character on Shameless as well. So I, it's going to be interesting seeing them shoot around her schedule. Although with Shameless coming out in a couple weeks, I'm, I'm sure they have worked that well. Because uh, I don't even think the Connors has, has begun shooting it. Chris might, can probably help me out on that one. Um, all right. We actually have some book news this week. Oh, some book news. Yes. It's very rare. And this isn't geek porn like we had uh, a year ago or so or a few months ago, whatever it was. Uh, actually, some good news. For me, and maybe for you, there's actually a new Tolkien book that's coming out, or just came out. I'm not positive on the actual release date. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, if you're not familiar with him, wrote The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. Uh, and J.R.R. Has, has been, he passed away many, many, many years ago. I believe, gosh, maybe even before. Those books have existed for a long, long time. Uh, and they had an unfinished book. They've actually had multiple unfinished books. They've actually released two other unfinished books, uh, and his son, Christopher Tolkien, actually handled finishing up those books and, and getting them published and everything else. Uh, and when I say unfinished, really, for most of the articles that you read in the news you get is that J.R.R. was was a bit of a perfectionist. So these books were fantastic, just not good enough for him to put out, and now Christopher has put them out. And whether his father's rolling over and is great, who knows? It doesn't matter because... everyone out there can use more more Tolkien content it's just I if you ask me I've always been a big fan I love the Hobbit I love Lord of the Rings I read the Silmarillion deep cut yeah I've read the Silmarillion and if you're not familiar with that one it's kind of like reading the very beginning of the Bible gets a little boring (laughs) nothing against the bible well, you religious freak i probably talked enough crap about christians anyway who cares uh, but it, you know it's it's boring it's 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 like the it's the creation of middle earth which is the world that uh that all of the things happen lord of the rings happens the hobbit happens and these other books happen and in fact the book that is coming out or just came out is called the fall of gondolin and is actually the very 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 first middle earth story ever penned by jrr tolkien Thank you, Chris. Just came out today. Just came out today. Uh, so I will be picking this one up, reading it, just because I happen to be a big Tolkien fan. Uh, and again, I know I just mentioned that The Silmarillion is like the creation of Middle Earth and all this stuff, but this would be the first book that Tolkien actually started writing that takes place in Middle Earth. If you're a Tolkien fan, definitely check them out. Check out the other couple books that came out over the past couple years uh, with the help of Christopher Tolkien. And I'm just, I'm excited about it. I, I, I've just, I've been a Tolkien fan since I was a kid. That's why I remember a good, 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 good friend of mine, Mikey, uh, that I've mentioned on the podcast, he's living down in Haiti, is it was big book guy, big reader. And he like, I talked to him about reading Silmarillion one day and he's like, dude, you really read that? That is tedious. And I was like, yeah, but that just, I'm a Tolkien fan. Like I feel it's what you do. You read all the books. So that's how that goes. All right. We're going to get into some parenting. I'm going to need to get a sip of my, uh, my torch Pilsner here. Man, I'll tell you, I've been I, I had that cold a few weeks ago. We missed missed a week of not even, not missed an episode, but missed a week. I've still got like this little bit just kind of hanging around. It's it's like I get a little ear infection, everything. It's kind of messing with my head. Not like terrible. I'm not sick, but I, I'm still not like fully recovered. So what happens with age and take like you get a cold and it's a two month process of like you're really sick. You're feeling a little better. Ah, you're better, but yeah, it's still hanging around. And that's what I got going on. But parenting, man, this just came out today. And before I really get into this, I would encourage everyone out there, I don't care, male, female, sports fan, non-sports fan, because this is slightly sports-based, slightly, not completely, I would encourage you to head on over to ESPN.com, and in fact, more specifically, ESPNW, which is a portion of ESPN.com, uh, where it's more women centric it's all articles written by women, stories about women athlete female athletes and all the likes uh but definitely specifically check this out and I'm gonna tell you why there is a writer uh and also a personality if, if you're an ESPn watcher she has been on Sports Center the Jump sports nation uh, happens to be local so you, you can if you're in Los Angeles you can also hear her on the radio here and that would be Ramona Shelburne. Uh, she's currently pregnant right now, like very pregnant, and she's a very well-respected writer in the sports industry, uh, like I said, respected personality. Her opinion is is very much valued, covers a lot of Los Angeles, but really the NBA uh, and other things as well. They have her traveling. She put out this fantastic article, um, and the title of the article is Why We Should Be Living Pregnancy and Motherhood Out Loud. It just came out today, and this one hit me. And, in fact, I sent it to my wife, who was at her office at the time, and it hit her the same way. And, and I already knew, if this, if this is hitting me like this, that's why I said Bridget needs, I mean, Chris should be reading this too, Bridget just absolutely needs to be reading this. If this is hitting me, this is going to hit any woman even more. And beyond that, even more, it's going to hit a pregnant woman, Or a woman wanting to be pregnant. Or a woman who has been pregnant and now has children. It's going to hit you. Not in a bad way. In a good way. But this is something important that really gets overlooked. And I have the utmost respect for Momo. Ramona Shelburne. She's often referred to as Momo. You know, out here. I don't know her personally. But when she's on the radio and stuff, she's referred to as Momo. And I hear her quite a bit on the radio here. And she's talking about the stigma of pregnant women and mothers. And the reasons on ESPN is because it starts out talking about female athletes who are mothers or who are pregnant. Uh, one of those examples being Serena Williams, who has turned into somewhat of a superhero. She's always been a superhero, she's always been a fantastic tennis player. But then she had a child and came back from having that child to still be an elite tennis player. And she also talks about some other female athletes, uh, specifically Candace Parker, who won Rookie of the Year in the WNBA. At 22 years old. And got pregnant right after that. And she talked about her struggles. With balancing being pregnant. And success. And your professional life. And that's why this is important. Because we have put such a stigma. on On women and mothers. Where it's automatically something that's talked about. In a professional environment. You're pregnant. Yeah you should talk about it. But why should that affect your work, or how people perceive you. And we can all say, you know, there's laws out there where you can't discriminate based on pregnancy, can't discriminate based on gender, sexual preference, however you know it happens. In fact, I've spoken with people, and I'm not going to give specific instances from my life. I've spoken with people that I know that that's happened. And that's why we need to continue breaking down the stigma, and we've gotten better over the years. I haven't talked about it on this podcast. I'm the primary caregiver for for my daughter. My 21-month-old daughter. Now, my wife is very involved. My wife just happens to go to an office for eight hours a day. Whereas I'm at home doing either this BS or taking care of my daughter. But we have so much more to break down. So much more that needs to be broken down when it comes to this. And I want to say... We can all do better as a society. But the important thing to remember and the important thing to keep in mind, and if you're a parent, you know this. But to me, parenting is the ultimate job. There's nothing more rewarding. And Ramona Shelburne talks about it in in this article and not her specifically, but getting quotes. I believe it was from Candace Parker. Talking about how you know love and you know what love is. And if you're a parent out there, you can relate to this. Once you have a child... That definition of love takes on a whole new meaning. That's true, unconditional love. That's what it is. I love my wife to death. I I love her more than anything on the face of the earth. But it's not the same as the love I have for my daughter. For my child. You know? And I'm not saying it needs to be your biological child. For God's sake. I know my father has the same love for me. Not his biological son. And I think... I want to go through here, because like I said, there's nothing more rewarding than being a parent. But I want to go through here and give you a couple quotes um, from this article. And this one's specifically from Ramona Shelburne. Uh, and I quote, It feels weird to refer to having a child as a risk to one's career. We're talking about creating life here. Why the hell does your career even enter into that conversation? Yet for intensely competitive women who give so much of their focus and energy to, the, to their careers, that's how it feels. And I know that's how it feels. And I'm sure Bridget can attest to that too. Bridget is, is a working professional and has had two children. Another quote from here. And this one, uh, and bear with me, this one's long, but I encourage you all to read the entirety of this article, but I wanted to make sure that these key points came out on the podcast itself. Uh, And I quote, Pregnancy should always be something that enhances a woman's life. It should not be a condition she has to assure colleagues and bosses won't affect her too much. Of course it's going to affect her. And we know that. You know that. And that's what I'm going to get into once we get through this. Downplaying those challenges only serves to perpetuate the status quo in which any sort of personal issue is immediately seen as a drain on productivity. This isn't just a female issue either. this is why it also hits for me. This isn't just a female issue either. I once worked with a male radio host who was back on the air less than a week after his wife gave birth. When I asked why he didn't take off a little longer, he said, in my business, listeners think your show got canceled if you're out longer than a week. In the business. No understanding that the guy had a child. You know? And the other thing is, as men, as fathers, as as everything else, we can also do better. And we can help to move this change forward, not just by talking about it and helping to remove that stigma, but there's an example. A guy's back to work less than a week after his wife has a child. Less than a week. No bonding time with his child. None whatsoever. And that's where we can also help with it. Take that time. As As a male, as a man, whatever it is, Even as a female, if you're a same-sex couple and, and, you know, you didn't have the child, your wife had the child, whatever, your partner, take that time to bond with your child. That's how we can also help remove the stigma. In fact, if you've been a longtime podcast listener, uh, I did do an episode the week after my daughter was born. I did a couple episodes in there. Now, granted, that isn't me going into an office every day. That was me taking a little bit of time out while my daughter is sleeping and recording podcasts. But then I took three months off to move my family into a new home, and to spend time bonding with my daughter. And in fact, and that's what, and this is a quote from Chris Connolly, who is a longtime sports writer. You know, me, we men can do a better job supporting our female colleagues by taking more time off when we become fathers so it's not so pronounced when a woman goes on maternity leave. Right? Common sense. It's common, common sense. And, you know, I've told multiple friends. In fact, I recently, uh, just in the past couple of weeks, was talking to one of my friends whose wife is pregnant. Very pregnant. Due in early October. And I said the same thing to him that I've said to many other people. And I said this to my wife uh, when, our, when our daughter was first born. And even before that. I said, you know what, you only get this opportunity once. You only have a newborn once. I mean, for that particular one. If you, if you have five kids, you, give, you have five opportunities, but it's not the same child. You don't get a redo with the second kid, the first kid, you missed all that time bonding with your newborn child. And I've told people, you know, you have paid family leave and, and maybe you have to take some time off work. Maybe you don't get a lot of paternity leave. But that's something you're never going to get back. Something that's never coming back to you. No matter how much money you make, you're never going to be able to go back in time and bond with your child. During those, those precious first few months. And they are precious. No question they are precious. Uh, and i do want to leave you with this quote from Candace Parker and again i ju- i can't encourage you enough parent non-parent never going to have kids single married whatever it is this article is important and i'm definitely going to share this link on the twitter and on the facebook and all that good stuff and i'm going to leave you with this quote while we move on from the parenting section this one was from Candace Parker and i quote then once i got over the initial announcement the initial announcement of her pregnancy I was like, fuck it. This is the most important thing to me in my life. And if you're not happy for me, then you're not going to be a part of my life. Those who knew me, those who knew me knew it wasn't going to be the end of my career. Yes, it was going to be different, but it was never going to be the end. Candace Parker, who uh, had won Rookie of the Year and got pregnant right not long after that, obviously had to take some time off. Uh, to be pregnant and have a child, and and then take care of that child, she has since won a WNBA championship, uh, a league MVP, and among other numerous awards. She's one of the best women's basketball players in the entire country, entire world. Uh, I wouldn't play her one on one; she'd probably kill me. Thank you, Chris, for sharing that. Chris is actually sharing the actual article on the live feed. I just I can't I can't encourage you enough. read this because this is how we move forward as a society we're the only country in the world that doesn't really appreciate paternity leave and maternity leave there's other countries where women get a year take a year off bond with your child take care of your child and then at the same time we can't be taking jobs away my wife's going to kill me for saying this but this is something my wife constantly struggles with with having a child at home and her professional career and constantly being worried that she's going to be passed over for things because she has a child. And we shouldn't live in a world like that. We shouldn't live in a country like that. We shouldn't live in a world like that. It just shouldn't be like that. You're creating human life. And not only creating human life, but you're preparing that human life to be an upstanding person in society. So you're telling me going straight back to work and and having latchkey kids is the way to do it? No. That is not the way to do it. Let's do better. Let's do better, America. Let's do better because we got common sense. Wall fans, common sensors, you know it just it's just common sense. It's just common sense. That reminds me. Uh, one of our big podcast fans pointed out, and I can't remember it now, but we're on another podcast platform that I'd never heard of. Just learned about that one a couple days ago. Uh, let's get into some tech. I have wasted a lot of time getting tangented this week. Probably because it's episode 69, and it happens to be burn week, and I should be... Sitting on Playa right now, heckling the heck out of some weekenders while enjoying a nice cold Tecate. I know you're feeling the same way, Chris and Bridget. I know it. Uh, So we do have some tech news. You know, we've been talking about those scooters, the bird scooters and the lime, whatever. I don't know. I can't keep track of all these goddamned companies. I'm not even... Yeah, no, I'm not overreacting. I can't keep track of these goddamned scooter companies. Like, no, come on. And in fact, there are companies that have have applied for permits in San Francisco and don't even have scooters yet. Talking about you, Uber and Lyft. Just got to, we got to, we got to have our hands in everything. Come on, man. Uber and Lyft. Speaking of uh, Uber almost died a couple weeks ago, going to my friend's birthday. Party. And I'm not even exaggerating. Almost died. This guy picks me up in this. And it was funny. Cause I did the Uber, Uber X or Uber, whatever it is where you get the nicer car. And it's like, Oh, Mercedes S series. And it was the Mercedes S series from the 90s. And uh, he had to keep putting that thing into uh, neutral every time we stopped at a stop sign or whatever. And then here I am flying down the 101 at like 90 miles an hour going into Hollywood. Well, not Hollywood. Near Hollywood. Yeah, terrifying. So I'm not a big fan of Uber or Lyft right now. Uh, Thankfully, well... Thankfully, my good friend Seth offered me a ride home, though he wasn't driving because we both had quite a bit to drink. So uh, thank you to my little big sister, Juliet, for driving me home that night. Tangented Tech News Scooters. That's what we're talking about here. So Santa Monica and San Francisco this week actually might have been even today. Uh, we're, we're poised to start giving out permits to these scooter companies. I know there's been a whole back and forth. People don't know what to do with them. They're putting they're putting human poop on them up in San Francisco because there's freaking scooters everywhere and they don't know what to do with them. You don't know what I'm talking about? Go back and listen. We talked about this stuff. We've we've talked about it. Come on now. Uh, so they were all supposed to be removed back in May uh, from S- uh, Santa Monica. That's one of the cities that's uh, along with San Francisco that are awarding these permits this week. And uh, so we're we're finally gonna get. Not closure on this, because I think we're still still quite a bit of time away. Uh, but it's important, and I bring it up for a couple reasons. Uh, so Santa Monica is actually approving, or they're giving permits to certain companies. We don't know which ones yet, but they are limiting it to uh, 2,500 scooters on the road at once. And to also provide user education and insurance. That's a big thing I talked about recently was, like, the insurance. You got kids running around on these scooters, no helmets, no nothing. We're like, who's who's paying when they crash into something? Who's who's paying for that? So insurance makes sense. And only 2500 That seems crazy. Uh, but I'm sure they have that many of the, the silly bike things out there. Uh, and speaking of those scooters, so two things. The other day I'm walking my daughter around Highland Park, and apparently they have kind of eked their way to Highland Park. Uh, A a young lady was riding one on the sidewalk down the road, York Boulevard here, which is a pretty, pretty big, uh, busy street here in Highland Park. I just happened to look over and saw her riding it. Uh, And then she stops at the liquor store, gets off the scooter, and walks the scooter into the liquor store, I'm sure, because she didn't want to leave it outside and have someone pick her scooter up because that's how these scooter things work. That's something you guys got to figure out, bird and lime and Uber and Lyft. Come on now, how does that stuff work? You got to take it in a liquor store? <laughs> Come on now. Now if I'm standing in a liquor store or I'm trying to pick up something at a liquor, any store really, and one of these scooters right there, a triple, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be upset. I'm gonna be upset. Uh, and of course, one thing that's that I've been thinking about, and it's just been on my mind about scooters and just this whole thing in general. And they, they, we're still a long ways from there, really figuring all this stuff out. I, like we're a ways from that. It's gonna be some time. Uh, but do you guys remember back in like the early 2000s? When motorized scooters were like all the rage, and people had them, and there was like gas-powered scooters that were loud as hell, and everyone had them. I lived in the valley at the time. I lived in Tarzana, uh, which is which is the valley, San Fernando Valley. For those of you not familiar with uh, with Los Angeles, north of Hollywood, off the 101 there, uh, and people had them all over the place, all over the place. And I knew I knew multiple people that had them. A couple years later, none, just none, none. So we'll see how long this, this this fad, and maybe it's not a fad, I don't know, but we'll see how long this sticks around. This could be nothing like a year from now. Uh, by then, maybe, by then, uh, Elon Musk will probably just put out personal helicopters, because that's the douchebag that he is, and that's going to be good and safe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Elon. Get me banned from Twitter now. I'm going to post this episode on Twitter. I'll probably get suspended from Twitter for talking shit about that douchebag. Anyway, we got some news from Mattel. <laughs> Speaking of, no, this has nothing to do with douchebags. Just with Mattel. Uh, they have a new little toy, robot, thing that is coming out very, very, very soon. I want a personal helicopter too, Chris, but can you imagine? We People can't even drive around Los Angeles. Think about the amount of car accidents and the car chases that happen around Los Angeles. You want to put those people in the air? How many, how many helicopters am I going to have to pull off my roof? personal helicopters. I do like the idea. We're not we're not at the Jetsons yet though. We're just not quite there yet. Uh Mattel, they are coming out with a new little robot toy thing. And this one really this isn't even super groundbreaking or anything else, but I just enjoyed it. So, they're coming out with a robot blue. Blue, not the color blue, blue the Velociraptor from Jurassic World. This is a robotic velociraptor uh, that has a remote control as well as it's responsive to when you're like, you know, you pet it or whatever. Uh, it does all kinds of things. It stands about a foot tall. So for those of you out there that, you know, you never knew you needed a one foot velociraptor running around your house, but soon you will be able to have one. Uh, and personally, I would like to have one. My daughter would probably flip out and I would love it. It'd be like not flip out in a bad way. She'd probably be like, Oh my God! And then maybe I can push off getting a dog for a couple years. Another dog. Just, uh, yeah. Not that I don't like dogs. Please. Oh, here come the dog people. Why don't you like dogs? No, no. I love dogs. I, it's just, it's a big responsibility. It's a, There's a lot to deal with. My brother-in-law brings his dog over and I'm cleaning hair for four days. Dog hair. Dogs here for like an hour. So and Nothing against dogs. I love dogs. If I had someone to clean up after them and take them for like, and I love walking them too, but if I had someone to... To be the backup for when I don't have time take dog for a walk. I gotta take my I I gotta deal with my daughter. Got a toddler. So no, not that I don't want a dog, but maybe this will push that off for a couple years. Get a little robotic velociraptor running around the house. Uh could be a good guard dog too, so anybody trying to come over to my house and not that you unless you know me, not that you can really find my house. Anyone trying to come to my house, just remember I have a guard velociraptor. It's only a foot tall, but remember that. And in fact, I believe the real velociraptors back when dinosaurs roamed the Earth were actually only like a foot tall. They made them big for Jurassic Park. Yeah, they're not actually that big. Uh, And I got some news. Anyone out there that uses uh, SD cards, specifically micro SD cards, SanDisk, their fastest, fastest 256 gigabyte micro SD card Uh, is at the cheapest it's ever been right now. Uh, So if you're in the market for a, a new... SD card, specifically micro SD card, especially if you're a non iPhone user, pop that bad boy in your, uh, in your phone. I've actually, I've actually got a SanDisk in my, uh, in my surface right now. There's a SanDisk micro SD in my phone and, uh, I don't know where my tablet is, but there's also one in there. Oh, and there's a micro, there's a micro SanDisk micro SD taking photos of me right now on the GoPro. It's surrounded by SanDisk. Uh, but I bring this up because if you are on the market for one, this is the cheapest they've ever been. And really, this is super cheap. 256 gigabytes, like I said, on sale right now for $69.43. I would like to say it is the Go Tell it to the Wall ep- episode 69 special. But no, it has nothing to do with me. It's just a very big coincidence. So get yourself a new micro SD card. For those of you that are iPhone users, we've had a leaked image this week. That's right. Leaked image of the new iPhone, one of the new iPhones that's going to be coming out. It's the new iPhone XS. You know how that goes. They put out an iPhone, and then a year later, they're like, here's an iPhone that's really pretty much the same, but it's got a little extra stuff, and we threw an S on there. You know you want the S. You don't want the iPhone X. You want the iPhone XS. S means it's cool. That's why Samsung like everything. S7, S9, like they just copied out, and they're like, yeah, well, you're doing that for 2nd We're just going to do it for everything. Straight up Galaxy S7. That's not good enough. Galaxy S8. Right? I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. S makes S makes everything cooler. As you, as exemplified by my name, Sean O'Rourke. S. Yes. I won't get any hate mail on that because everyone knows I'm kidding around. I'm very self-deprecating. I really don't think very highly of myself. But I will move along. Here we have some news from YouTube. This is just kind of interesting news. YouTube is—they're uh, launching stuff for nonprofit, profits, profits, whatever a profit is. No, they're launching stuff for nonprofits to do fundraising within YouTube and on their channels on YouTube, so you can directly contribute to nonprofits. Those would be like the 501 c things, you know. Ooh, we should see if we can run a, a fundraiser for Burning Man. That's a, actually a 501 c See, you get information that you didn't know you needed and you probably still don't need, but there it is. There it is. Uh, So we'll see how that happens. Uh, So keep your eyes out on YouTube. Uh, Oh, and they are one of the first big fundraisers they're going to do with a bunch of gamers on the platform uh, is a big fundraiser for St. Jude's Hospital uh, that if you're not familiar with St. Jude's, you don't watch television. (laughs) Uh, They do uh, juvenile cancer research, and it's one of those hospitals where uh, if you if your child has cancer and you get into the hospital you're not paying you're not actually paying any bills uh it's fantastic they do good things and uh and and you should support them if you can if you have the means uh definitely support them oh man let's get into some common sense i'm just loving this one i am loving this one for the past couple of days texas gop i mean yeah I try not to talk bad about Texas, but you already know I started with Texas GOP. Like that's that's even like that's worse than California GOP. Like it's it's like the ultimate, <laughs> you know? Like if we if we had the five families, like that would be them. that would that would be Michael Corleone is over overseeing that one. Deep cut, deep cut. Can you tell I've been watching Sopranos lately? Nah, no, nah, no, nah. No, it's not good enough. Anyway, Texas GOP has been tweeting recently. Yeah, yeah, they're keeping up with the times. All these progressive candidates are tweeting and and posting social stuff. Uh, Why can't the Texas GOP? I'll tell you why you can't, because you done messed up. So they've been trying to tweet disparaging things about the fantastic, fantastic Beto O'Rourke. Roberto Robert Beto O'Rourke. I just made it sound like he has three names. I'm just using his multiple names. His name is Robert He was known as Roberto when he was a kid, and that turned into Beto because he lived in El Paso. Did I just write a children's book? I don't know. Maybe. Bridget will let me know later if that was terrible or we just wrote a children's book. Uh, Anyway, they've been trying to slander Beto. Didn't really work out well for him. Uh, In fact, they brought up some points that Beto supports. And they thought people would be against those points. And, of course, people jumped on it and said, this is fantastic. I, I'm going to vote for Beto. And, in fact, even with that, those first couple posts, people were posting screenshots from when they were making donations to Beto O'Rourke's campaign. And this one I love just even more. So, they, uh, they posted a photo of Beto O'Rourke in his younger days. And one of the things that first turned me on to Beto Overwork was not just his name, but the fact that he was in a punk band in his youth. That's right. In a punk band in Texas. Probably playing a lot of shows down there in Austin, but in Texas he was in a punk band. Calm down, Texas. I'm sure you have plenty of great punk music there. I'm making a joke. Can you tell I have relatives in Texas that like take things personal? It's like, okay, calm down. Anyway. Uh, so they, <laughs> see, I can't even get through it. They tweeted this photo of, of young Beto with a couple of his bandmates. And of course everyone lost their mind and they posted it as like, well, maybe he's too busy at a gig to debate Ted Cruz. Well, first of all, you dumb asses, <laughs> he's not in that band anymore. Nice try though. Uh, but of course this one also backfired and everyone pointed out how ridiculously hot Beto O'Rourke is. Uh, and I'll be honest, he is a, a very attractive human being. If I was going to make out with a man, he would probably be right up there in line. Of course, he's behind my man, Ryan Reynolds. Like if it's if, like, if I got it, Reynolds, hey, you know, Beto can be a little bit below that. I love you, Beto. But <laughs> yeah, I've had a big man crush on Ryan Reynolds since two guys, a girl in a pizza place, not even two guys and a girl, two guys, a girl, and a pizza place, deep cut. Uh, so that completely backfired, and of course, people were jumping on there and responding with their sc- screenshots of donating to the Beto O'Rourke campaign. And of course, we are big supporters of Beto O'Rourke, not only because he's a progressive candidate, and and me personally, and really everyone that works for the podcast uh, align themselves with those beliefs, and and find them to be extremely important, uh, but also because his last name is O'Rourke. I'll just I'll just be honest. Uh, and I will once as we move on here, I will leave you with this. Don't be a dork, support O'Rourke. This O'Rourke and that O'Rourke both support support them both. I need to need to continue need to keep the studio running. Um all right, I'm gonna have to skip a couple things here, I think. okay, so let's let's move through these things. We just found out recently this week the last call. Now, the last call being when bars stop serving drinks in Los Angeles could be extended to 4 a.m. Uh, and it was a bill passed by California lawmakers just this week. And I put this into common sense because it's common sense that that's a horrible idea. If you have any sense whatsoever, you know that nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Unless you're on the playa. Things do happen after 2 a.m. that are fantastic out there, but that's a, just a completely different beast. Things in los Nothing good happens in Los Angeles after 2 a.m., like out in public, you know you you could be having some good sex at 2 a.m. and that's fine. You know, in your home, hotel room. You don't need to be at a bar after 2 a.m. Honestly, in my opinion, you don't you don't need to be at a bar after like midnight. Like you, like nothing good happens there. And I get it. Uh because you're listening to somebody in my younger days, <laughs> you're right. See? Uh you're welcome, Chris. Chris is pointing out how I met your mother reference. I know. I always got you in mind, Chris. Always. Uh, that's why your, your name, like, this is the Chris and Bridget Hassong studio. Uh, anyway, I was that that guy in my 20s who on, uh, on time change night, and, I, like, I can tell you, there are listeners of this <laughs> podcast that I've been out with on time change, uh, So because it's, what, fall fall back? So in the fall, when you start Daylight Savings, right, uh, I, I was one of those guys that would go up to the bartender at 2 a.m., but the time changes at 2 a.m. to 1 a.m., and not like serious, like pounding the bar arguing, but I would be like, dude, come on. It's 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 1 a.m. Look, my phone says 1 a.m. You know, phones change automatically. Uh, yeah, I got smarter since then and realized that I don't need to be out drinking after 2 a.m. I don't even find myself drinking out past midnight at this point. And really, how many, like, how many more uh, DUIs and car accidents are we going to have? I, like that, in all seriousness, I don't think that's going to be a good thing. I don't think it'll be good. So we'll see. Uh, I will be, like, locking my doors and covering my car in, in Nerf things if it's out on the street because, you know, I don't trust people. Uh, a little extra news here, just real quick, and then we're going to finish up for this episode. Uh, the Dine and Dash Dater, this is a guy who's running around L.A. meeting women on Tinder, has been caught, and he's actually being charged with a felony after racking up 900 which felt weird to me. I'm like, $950 over two years? Like, okay, you couldn't, like, do better. If you're going to do this, like, do it. (laughs) $950, uh, inviting women to go out on a date and then eating and sneaking out the back door and leaving them with the bill. He's actually being charged with a felony and facing 13 years in prison. And for those of you listeners in San Diego, yeah, some weird stuff happened last night. Some lights down there in San Diego and everyone freaked out and social media went crazy. This happened in Los Angeles a couple years ago too, when like they were doing some rocket tests and freaked out. It's a UFO. Oh my God, what is this? And then of course we do get word because, uh, those of you not familiar with San Diego, uh, multiple military bases, multiple. And we did find out that this was one of the, uh, whoever it is at, at Miramar. And I, I don't mean whoever it is. Like, I don't respect whatever it, it was. a, a, a Marine, group or whatever they call them, uh, doing some training exercises, uh, and those were the lights. Believe You can believe it. You don't have to believe it. Think it's UFOs. I really don't give a shit. I am not Tom DeLonge. I don't think there's UFOs flying around out there. I do believe in something bigger, but I don't think there's a bunch of UFOs flying around out there that we need to go contact or anything, and for those of you that think Area 51 and all of those little... Uh, you know, UFO sightings out in the desert were a thing I learned many, many, many years ago from my science teacher in college, actually, uh, that anyone working at area 51 flies out of McCarran airport when they head out there for their multiple day shifts. And what happens is it's a very short flight from McCarran airport in Las Vegas to area 51, which I believe technically is in New Mexico. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. And so they don't actually go to a full cruising altitude. They fly at a very low altitude over the desert, and they leave their landing lights on because they are flying at a low altitude, and that explains the majority of the UFO sightings out in the Nevada desert, when everyone's like, Area 51! No, airplane, dude. Airplane. Just plane with lights. I know, it's amazing. Technically a UFO to you, because you didn't know it was a plane, and it is unidentified for you, Uh, but for the U.S. government and uh, the airports out there, it's identified we're all set here. We're all set here, guys. Oh, man. Oh, hmm. So much craziness. Make sure you check out that ESPN.com article by Ramona Shelburne. That would be the one I just threw out over my shoulder, not in frustration. I just felt, felt like throwing some papers and didn't feel like throwing the pen this week. Uh, I don't know why. See, we didn't get ranty enough. I didn't get, fr- I didn't get fired up enough, I guess. It must be the new studio, the new setup. It's keeping me entirely too calm. Maybe I need to... Makes, put some angry things around here. Elliot, may, it's Elliot. He's keeping me kind of calm this week. Oh, it's okay. You're just hanging out there, Elliot. It's okay. Uh, Deadpool, you do whatever you want. I know I ain't going to stop Deadpool from doing whatever he wants. Uh, so that's going to do it. Episode 69 of Go Tell It's The Wall podcast. For those of you out at the burn, I hope you're enjoying your time. Come back. Decommodify the rest of the world. Do the things that we do as burners. Uh, And thank you all of you out there for listening. Thank you for those of you on the live stream, especially thank you to Chris and Bridget for helping me out as always. And remember, you can still check out our Indiegogo campaign, and if you're interested in supporting us financially, please head on over to SeanO'RourkeLive.com hit up our Patreon page and of course, follow us on Twitter at TellTheWallPod, at Magic Muppet or on Facebook, Facebook.com slash wall. and if you're int- if you're only listening, especially if you're only listening to the audio and you're interested in actually seeing the video, head on over to YouTube, search GoTellToTheWall, and you will find our channel, and you can see all of the lovely videos of me sitting in the studio yelling at a wall. I know. It's very, very compelling. Uh, thank you all for joining again. This has been episode 69 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Don't be a dork. Listen to O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, social media world. No matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.